0: you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good, Dad. Josh, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Kim?
2: I'm doing wonderful. Happy as a lark. How are you doing, Dad?
0: Hey, you know I'm fine, thanks to Calvary. We are delighted this evening to have Kim with us on this uh, very special podcast. And uh, the reason for her being with us, of course, she can come be a guest at any time, and it would be... Just a wonderful, for all of us, uh, dad and brother and Josh. What's Josh to you? Cousin?
2: My nephew. Nephew. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: wow. Even better than cousins.
2: Yeah. See? I've claimed him as a son, too.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dan yeah. may have something to say about that. But,
0: <laughs> no, but anyway, she has uh, written a book. And she's going to be telling us some about that. And we're going to encourage you to look end of that and when it becomes available for purchase I think she can give you some ideas about how to pre-order and it'll be out very soon and so we're excited about that and we're excited for her that uh, this is a part of her ministry uh, to others and we're excited to hear tonight what, how she's going to present that to us and those who are listening it's all according to God's will so our precious daughter, Kim, is with us tonight.
1: Hey, Kim, before you start talking, I uh, took a, a glance at uh, the things that you sent us to kind of have read ahead. Uh, From what I understand, the uh, title of your book is uh, Why You Matter. Um, can you tell me the rest of the title? And I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't have it in front of me.
2: The title is Why You Matter. The subtitle pretty much is Becoming a Daughter of Valor. Changing your mindset.
1: All right. So I'm not a daughter of anybody, so I, I can't read it. Is that how that works?
2: No. Um, it came out as being a daughter because I'm not a son. But it really is for anybody who would you know like to read it. Um, God has used it in a miraculous way in my own life to bring some healing to my life and showing me how I'm his daughter of valor and I can be just like any man can be his son of uh, valor as well. So it's for both sex, any, anybody who wants to read it.
1: That's awesome. I, I see that, uh, for, listen, it, crazy thing. I'm uh, I'm kind of surprised and proud that I can do a, uh, a Google search on uh, Why You Matter, Becoming a Daughter of Valor, Kimberly Higdon, and I can find that your book's already uh, listed out on books a million. And, uh, I think you said Amazon's going to carry it as well, but, uh, it looks like it's pre it's, there's some pre-release information because, uh, actual, uh, release date is going to be the 28th of October. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that is correct.
1: All right. And, uh, it looks like a price is going to be like uh 1295 for a paperback. But if, uh, your last name is Underwood. It's, it's 2195. I don't understand why that pricing scheme works that way, but no, no, I'm sorry. I'm reading the fine print now. It's not last name Underwood. It's full name is Larry Daniel Underwood. Why why does it do that, Kim? Why do I have to pay extra?
2: Uh, You were right there with me, you know, uh, through life. So I figured if you really Wanted to read it. I don't want you correcting my grammar for sure. <laughs> it's already been edited. So uh, yeah, hopefully, no, no. carefully you'll read it and not look for the errors if there's any in it, in it in editing.
1: No, I'm I'm sure it's good. I'm uh I know you've put a lot of uh of your heart and your time into it and I know you've used a, a professional uh, editing and publishing service to get it out uh, to to the public. So um so Kim, go ahead tell us tell us your initial thoughts about your book what What would you like to share with the audience
2: um for one, it started out with a piece of puzzle um in my own life personally that God, for one, he was healing my life in um some areas that I had really struggled with for years with my true identity and who I was in christ um the way I grew up, um we grew up in the ministry, um, our dad being a preacher and pastoring, and, and um, I was told at a very young age that I would be always known as my father's daughter. Well, I took that to heart, and in the process of that, um really struggled with some things in my life on my identity because of um, things that had happened. Um, but God started working in my heart and life about um, living with labels um, living in the stereotyping of, um, things that people, you know, will put on us thinking that they know who we truly are when, um, you know, we, and we, then we try to live up to those things. We try to live up to it. Um, just, you know, whether it be trying to please other people, whether it be trying to follow the crowd, um, you know, when God started working in my heart, you know, about my true identity was in him and in what Jesus done for me on the cross. And, um, that's kind of where a lot of this started in my own life when he brought healing. Um, he started working on my heart, even with a candle, you know, um, how that I could do what he told me to do and be, um, a warrior for him. Um, I was at a young age, I spoke to, um, you know, I think it was my parents. And then also even some other adults about, I wouldn't mind joining the military. We grew up in a very patriotic family and, Um, I too, you know, I always enjoyed seeing the uniforms, I always enjoyed seeing, um, you know, and hearing what was going on um, with the military, um, just in service, and, um, you know, never was kind of led to believe that that really wasn't a place for me. So I kind of always had that in the back of my mind, that I would love to do that. And God started using, you know, a piece of puzzle, basically, and, you know, telling me that I can do my part, um, and be that daughter of valor for the Lord and let him be, you know, he's already my King and, uh, through that healing and surrendering, then he would help make me brave. He would help make me, um, into what I need to be to, you know, I was created for a purpose, just like y'all were created for a purpose. And we get so wrapped up in thinking we've got to do this or look a certain way and, you know, we're following the crowd at times, but that's not the way God wants us to be. And um, you know, he started showing me some things in Ephesians about um adoption and how that we all are um, you know, he wants us to be unified, but unity is not uniformity. It's not that we all look the same. It's that we all um, you know, God's given us all the talents and gifts that he has for a reason to be who he wants us to be. And um that's you know, kind of where that came from. Um, you know, my viewpoint is, you know, God's kingdom agenda. You know, so many times we get wrapped up in what's going on in this world and we lose our focus and um our thinking to be like this world and the way it wants us to be can affect our mind and then we can affect it affects our emotions and our attitudes can be affected by that and our feelings. Whereas if we've got our mind Said as Christ had his mind, um, you know, Jesus was sent here to earth for a reason, and uh, it was to redeem us. And he had that goal in his mind to do and please what the Father wanted him to do and and be. And, um, you know, as long as we have that Christ like mind, we can, you know, we can do that. Um, But it's not easy. It is not easy. You have to stay focused. And that's one thing that God has really worked on me on, Um, you know, just with my life to, you know, it's a daily surrender and, um, you know, I don't have to worry about what everybody else is thinking or what everybody else is saying, as long as I'm doing what God wants me to do and what he tells me to do.
1: That's awesome. Hey, uh, I want to ask you uh, a few questions if you don't mind about, um, but if, if I can start with this, uh, I'm looking at the cover of the book, uh, seems to be a heart missing a piece of the puzzle. Can you tell me um a little bit about that and you know is that your thought, your imagery? Where'd you come up with that idea?
2: um that actually is the publisher and what they came up with um God actually had given me a journal, and through this journal he um I've always enjoyed journaling. um I never once thought that I would ever write a book, but just in my daily life, that's one thing that he has used. Um, you know, I was to the point where I was actually fixing to complete a journal and I just started praying and I asked God, you know, He seen my heart, He saw where I wanted to be brave, I wanted to be courageous. I had let the stereotyping of others knock me down so much that I couldn't I didn't feel like I could do what God was wanting me to do. And and in and on this without you know, Jesus, and this is the way I'm kind of looking at it as I even built the did the cover is that piece of the puzzle is what's been missing. If Jesus is not part of your life, then, you know, he's the biggest part of the puzzle of our life. And if he's a part of our life, then we can do what we're supposed to do. Um, but, and through that journal, um, it was a journal that God used in my life to, you know, start letting me write things that he would give me um and help me be braver um the the journal actually even itself and I've mentioned it even in the book um it, it was um the title of it is um she believed she was loved and it made her brave and god knew exactly what i needed at that moment and it was amazing when he handed me that journal because in the process of being in the store and seeing that journal um god started using it in my life in so many ways just to Pull me out of some of the um, strongholds that I had lived in. Um, you know, when we go through things in life, those roots can be so deep that we don't, you know, a lot of times we don't know really how to deal with them, but it can take a while for, even through Jesus's being there in our lives and the healing that comes, it can take a while for, um, you know, us to overcome some things. And, um, you know, we even have trigger moments. I've had trigger moments. There's still sometimes I even have trigger moments. And, you know, I'm learning to lean on the Lord through those trigger moments just to um, you know, let him help guide me in through that in my thought process. Um, because there's things that can happen that can send you back sometimes, you know, and thinking about things that have happened in the past. But um, but God, you know, daily, even when those happen, um, you know, He's I have to go to Him. And um, but that's you know, that piece of the puzzle is with the lord in my life i can be whole i can you know be what god wants me to be and what he's purposed me for at this moment
1: so you're you're using this word valor uh, mm-hmm. is that a is that an acronym or uh, does it have what what does that word mean to you
2: well to become a daughter of valor um Valor, I even looked it up in the dictionary. Um, I was really, you know, and it's kind of neat because all along, I've not really ever looked the word up. I've just always thought of it being as bravery, you know, and I thought that was pretty cool that God gave me that word valor, but um, valor, it means strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to encounter danger with firmness and bravery, The word valor was used in uniform, still rewarded for courage. Even back in the day, I was reading and they said in the Air Force, they used to have a medal of valor. And uh, being a warrior of the past, however, it's used to describe military courage and bravery. And the word bravery, the word valiant is used more now. And um, there's even a medal of honor, you know, that's given a lot of times. But uh, the acronym that the Lord gave me for valor was a victor aligned, live in our royalty. Um, so many times because of life and the things that happen to us in life are even through our thought process because of the way Satan can hinder so many things. Um, you know, you can have plans for your life, but Satan can knock that down, even if you feel like that's what the Lord's wanting you to do. But, you know, we can live in, as a victor as long as we're aligned. Living in our royalty that we have through Jesus and his righteousness.
1: That's awesome. Hey guys, do you, either you have any questions for Kim?
0: No, I just want uh, sitting here thinking about a uh, jigsaw puzzle. I know that, uh, don't know where Josh is involved in it or not, but from time to time on Facebook, Andrea would put up something that maybe she and Daniel, Josh, are you involved in those? They have done lots and lots of puzzles. I
3: I go cross-eyed whenever I try to help with those. So I I usually stay away, but uh, um, I helped out with one today.
0: She and Daniel, though, am I correct in saying that Daniel has some? Is he involved Mm -hmm. in this? Yeah. Some of those those, uh, puzzles that I have seen her put together are incredible. And I'm thinking in a spiritual sense how that the Lord walks on our life. I've not done that many puzzles myself, but I'm always looking for the corners. And then I'm looking for the outline, you know, the, the outside edges of the puzzle. Then I work my way in side. Does the Lord do something like that spiritually for us as well? So I mean, we've got we've gone to maybe church and we're just we're just hard rock solid we're in, we're here because somebody invited us to come I don't even know what I'm doing here and then in the midst of that you hear a gospel message and how you need to put faith in Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul and you ping and ping again and your heart begins to just uh, accept what is being said, and the Lord's—he's dealing with you spiritually, and He's wanting to put together things in your life. And sometimes He—I don't know—he maybe He starts on the corners and just fills in the blanks, and and then works all the way to gets into the very, the, the very matter which is spiritual. Our heart, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness; with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so, this all along is a heart issue. And sometimes it takes—I don't know how long it has taken Andrea and Daniel to put together some of those puzzles that I have seen. But the way the Lord is working on us is—you know that little song that children sing: "He's still working on me, and He's still." he's still putting things together in our life. And so I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, the three of us have received, you know, j- just some things from Kim's heart that she would be uh, maybe discussing tonight and mentioning about the book. And uh, of course, maybe each one of us has read the uh, very uh, uh, elementary production of the book. And anxious to read uh, it, as it is released. Uh, but I think she has written tonight. It's just such a blessing to me. I've read through it today, getting ready for the podcast tonight. And there's so many things that she said in that, that just touched my heart again and again. And uh, I'm knowing Ken, Kim, not only as a daughter, uh, but also knowing her as a Christian sister in Christ. Uh, we've watched her life. I've watched her life uh, bloom and blossom for the Lord. and uh, and you know am so excited the way that the Lord is using not just her, but Dan yourself and Josh, you too, and your families, and it's just uh, all for one purpose to get the word out to masses. We don't know how many, we don't know who is listening to the uh, podcast from time to time. But I know that there's always that attempt on all of our parts to point them to the one who loves us. And that is Jesus Christ. And that's what her book does. It's it's not as much about him as it is about Jesus. It's not as much about us as it is about him. And so I'm just impressed. I'm so thankful that uh, the Lord has brought each one of us as far as he has. But he's not finished. There's yet much to be done. And uh, others to be one uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, thank you, Kim. We love you and appreciate what you've done, and, and look forward to it being a success.
3: What is uh, what? What's one thing that you would you would hope uh, people that pick up the book uh, could learn from from uh, reading the book? What's the message uh- that you would hope that they would step away from with? It?
2: The Lord really gave me Romans 8.28 um to use pretty much as the main verse. Um I use other verses throughout it that the Lord has used um, you know, in my own life personally, but as we know, Romans 8.28 tells us and we know that all things work out for the good. And you know, it's I I like using the word the there. But in King James Version, it says, and we know all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. But when you think about it, that doesn't mean it's all good, but it means that God can turn it to good. And, you know, we still live in an evil, sin-sick, cursed world. And in the process of living life here, you know, we've got to really stay close to the Lord. Um, One of the things I would like to, you know, for others to see, for one, I would love for them to know the Lord is their Savior, their personal Lord and Savior. I don't know that um, even I've shared my testimony with y'all about when I got saved. It's in the book, but I had professed salvation at a young age. And in the process of it, I did not want to be the only one left out of the family, not going to heaven. And so I went to the altar. Um, Dan, you was the one that went to the altar. And um, I knew that, you know, you was going to the altar, to get saved. And in the process of that, I, you know, followed you. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I ain't going to be left out. I want to go to heaven, too. But um, I even went through, you know, the motions got baptized. But uh, I did not, you know, I knew the. Lord had not really, I guess, the drawing and wound of the Holy Spirit had not really been upon my heart um, until I was in um, high school, actually. And um, the teacher was talking, you know, um, Mr. Compton. I mean, I'm sure you remember him, too, as our Bible teacher. And in the process of that, um, he was talking about some things. And um, we had a visiting lady that actually was over um, a candlelight service. Um, at one of our, um, one of our Friday nights at church, and we had a candlelight service. And, um, I was one of the seven foolish. And, um, she needed somebody to fill in. So I was in the vestibule and, uh, was kneeling there, you know, sitting there waiting for my cue. And, um, God started really dealing with my heart. Just think if this was the time. You would be left behind, and I didn't want to be left behind. I knew right then and there that I believed in the Lord, but I did not have him as my savior yet and um I told him, yes, you know, I believe in him, and he saved me of my you know my sins and um came in my life to live and you know it took me many years before you know after that to be baptized and um But, you know, I'm just so thankful, you know, that the Lord saved my soul. And it took that in my life. And God's just so personal that way. He will use things in your life to draw you to him. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for that. And, I, you know, we can look at the Bible and we see those people in the Bible times. And, you know, I can't help but think, what if they had not done what God told them to do back then? Where would we be now? Uh, Where would our children be? You know, um, the disciples, you know, I can't help but think they were all like misfits just like us. And so many times, you know, we think we've got to have it all together. We've got to, you know, have our little ducks in a row, so to speak, before God can really, you know, use us. But no, he just wants common people. And that's all we are. And I'm just so thankful Mm -hmm. because I don't have to do this. I get to do this. It's the way you look at life. And, um, you know, when I got saved, I didn't realize that through salvation, you know, I knew his blood had been applied. But I never realized that I also got his robe of righteousness. And in his eyes, he sees me righteous. He sees me even though I don't feel worthy. Thank God for grace and mercy. But he sees me righteous because of what Jesus did for me, what he did on the cross to die for my sins and the blood that has been applied. Because if it wasn't for that, I, and I'm I'm a nobody, but yet I'm a somebody through him. And I'm just so thankful for that because, you know, and that's what he wants to do in all of our lives. I know in my little book here, I wrote it simplified because I didn't want anybody to have to live 40 plus years like I have not knowing my true identity in Christ. You know, there's a lot of children out there even that are young and they accept the Lord as their savior at a young age, but you know, they don't have to live life not doing what God wants them to do just because they're little and young. You know, I think of even, um, my daughter and her, um, My first, it's talking about how that, you know, people sometimes look different at you because you're young. No, if you're a child of God, God wants to use you even at that age. And that's what my book, I want everybody to take it, you know, that they have a story that God has used in their life too. And he wants them to, you know, go ahead and use that for his honor and glory. Now, you don't have to wait till you get older, um, God is a God who works line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. I have not arrived. This is a process. God is constantly teaching me things. And um, I have felt like because of being daddy's daughter, I have had people look at me and felt like I should have a better life. I should have it all together. I was wrong to think that way at times when I was running off of my feelings and my emotions. You know, that's not how God wants us to live. That's where Satan works on us the most is because we can't have our heart. You know, God has our heart, but yet, you know, we've got to stay surrendered. We've got to, as Ephesians 6 tells us, you know, when we pray, we need to pray and ask God telling, you know, for one, that we want to take on his armor. The armor that he gives us is not the armor that's here in this world. It is, um, you know, it's the armor that, God wants us to have, uh, like Dan has said in the previous podcast, we are actually innocent bystanders, literally, and uh, caught in the middle. But Satan, for some strange reason, wants to take us with him. (laughs) But we have that opportunity still. We're still here. We can make the choice to live for the Lord. And we can do what he wants us to do because we can live in his power. As 2 Timothy one seven tells us, he did not give us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of love, of a sound mind, and of power. And that power comes through the Holy Spirit and guiding us and the part of Him at being in our life to help direct us and know what God wants us to do.
3: Amen. That's. Uh, I think you've just nailed what's wrong with uh, with with uh, the 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 church as a whole, you know, um, if if I was to point out one thing, it would be that uh, people often think of themselves too highly and don't um, give way for for Christ. And uh, I think that um, you know that attitude, if we can if we can have it to to state that, you know, despite what i what I do wrong, the what what Jesus has done for me and what the love that He shows others, if I can just somehow emulate that through the Holy Spirit, then then that's exactly what it means to be a Christian. Yeah.
2: Hmm. You know, I can't help but think of the disciples. Um, That's one thing the Lord really worked in my heart a lot lot with, you know, in what we have uh, portrayed throughout the years of who they are and what they are to us. But we really don't know all that they did because we think of them as the their, you know what they did i think of peter who in their world and you know in their mind would, in this world, would have called peter the rock <laughs> you see it called cephas and it's interpret, interpreted the rock peter in my eyes i'm more like peter probably than you know any of the other disciples because for one i'm one that I can open a can of worms i love running my mouth when i shouldn't <laughs> And and I have to ask people to forgive me because I have said things that I shouldn't have said, you know, I'll jump ahead of God, but really I haven't because God he's already there. I can't go ahead of him. He's there. And, um, you know, he's, um, he loves us in spite of that though. And, you know, even on Peter, you know, and him being called the rock, um, so many things we don't hear about the disciples. And that's one thing even in my book that I love is, we don't realize it, but Andrew, which is Peter's bro- brother, he's the one who actually brought his brother to Jesus. After Pentecost, Andrew became a missionary, preaching the gospel until he was martyred for his faith. Peter became a fiery, fearless missionary for Jesus and spread the gospel throughout Rome. He also wrote First Peter and Second Peter. And then, you know, if you go through the disciples and you look really what they did in life, yeah, we've seen them as misfits because of the times we've seen them. But John 21 even tells us Jesus is in a serious conversation with Peter about Peter, feed my sheep. And, you know, Peter's like, but you know I love you. You know, and then if you keep reading, you'll see that Peter's more concerned about what's going to happen to the one that your beloved back there, John, and you know, and then he even spreads a rumor that Jesus never really said it's crazy that <laughs> no, we're just like him. they're just as common people as we are, and God did not choose them because of who they were, they were not scholars, God chose them because he saw their heart, and that's how he chooses us too.
1: See, but Peter could never forgive John for beating him to the tomb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And yeah, then and then
1: John had the audacity to brag about it. Okay. So and, and and write that down so it would be remembered.
2: <laughs> well, he's the one who wrote down about he's the one so, that Jesus loved the most too. So he pinned it himself.
1: <laughs> Peter's like, I don't care how I'm going to die. I want to know how he's going to die That's because right. he he's been he's been telling everybody he beat me in that foot race. And I just I can't <laughs> wait to find out how he dies.
2: Yes, oh my goodness, that's what I love, even you know, about the disciples because we can see ourselves and how they, you know, and they were right there walking with Jesus and could visibly see him. I just that still just amazes me.
1: Mm. Oh, good stuff! So, uh Kim. We're excited. Uh, your book's supposed to come out on the 28th. Uh, we're recording. It's uh, it's Saturday. This is a little different time for us to record this week, but it's uh, the 8th. I think we're going to drop this on about the uh, 13th of October. Is that right, Josh?
3: Yeah, whatever Thursday is. I'm not exactly so, sure. The date.
1: By the time everybody's hearing this, we're uh, just about two weeks out before <laughs> your book will be ready for uh, people to Actually, get a copy of it in their hands, but uh, that does not stop them from doing a pre order. Yep. Uh, Josh, I, I think I found some links there for uh Barnes Noble, Books A Million, Amazon. Uh, maybe we can put those out there on the Facebook page or yeah. we'll, attach somewhere them, for people listening.
3: we'll attach them to the episode and then also put them okay. on the Facebook page.
1: Good deal. Thank Good deal. you. Yeah. We need to we need to get Kim uh, published and, and out there so everybody can not only get the benefit of her book but she can get an income and quit mooching off the rest of the family. <laughs> so, uh, that'll, that'll be good. Deep. I'm I'm lying, folks. She didn't mooch off the family. I
2: was going to say I have no comment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't send, send, send your love offering to Kimberly Higdon in care of. Thanks to Calvary. (laughs) Joshua will have a handling fee, but
2: can I plug (laughs) something into? Yeah, please,
1: please. This is your episode.
2: Um, One thing that I'm wanting to do on Amazon. I know they have an Amazon smiles. Uh Um, Our church is actually um, in the process of building a new sanctuary. There is not many churches up here and um, the Lord has laid it on our pastor's heart and, Um, He has a vision, you know, and uh, he's wanting to have that church paid for. So I am going to be given a percentage of what this book, um, you know, brings in to the church too, as well for this community, because we're reaching out to the community. We have um, a lot of different avenues that the Lord's working in our hearts right now to reach out to more people uh, so that they can, you know, see us to be a beacon for them here in this community. And um, you know, I just want to let you know, whatever you, uh, when you do purchase a book, that there will be some proceeds that will be going to the church to reach out and help others too.
1: That's awesome. Can we take some of those proceeds and make that uh, chime go away? It's been
0: going (laughs) off in the background. I I think Bart may be down there in front of it, just waving his uh, hand. Yeah. (laughs)
3: 'Cause I've heard it about
0: six or eight times. I shut the door. I shut the door thinking that might calm it down, but uh, it just got louder. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Um, you know, you know Bart.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Bart's
0: been um, good. Bart's been let me let me say this about Bart. Bart has uh, been
1: hey, hey, remember this is recorded. He might hear. I see <laughs> in
0: the corner. Okay, I see yeah. recorded. Okay. And so the so the words I'm saying are gonna be flowery. Okay, good. Yeah. But no, Bart has been real supportive yes. of uh, Kim and her work on this book. Yes. Because uh, it has taken lots of her time, mm-hmm. lots of her thoughts, lots of study and preparation for it. Those of us who do lessons and preach from time to time mm-hmm. know how much time can go into that. And so I commend him yes. for for her his support. You know, I've, I've uh, seen that. And that's just a blessing to me as his father in law to observe that in his life, that he is really supportive of what she's doing, not just that, but in the church ministry as well. And he's involved in that too. And I just want to, you know, just say for the church that is here in the community that is uh, doing an awesome work for the Lord. They have a pastor. We've heard him a few times ourselves and every time that we've heard him, he's ministered to our heart. And so just knowing that what he has said in preaching does for me and Nola what it does, I know it's doing that for many others who are attending. And they have a they have a um just excellent opportunity. The community is growing and will continue to grow, and uh, they are growing as well as they reach out. Um, they're doing some music. Um, my background is just a kind of a traditional thing, and sometimes you hear church ministries in these days doing, to me, what would seem as a, um, untraditional, and, and some of that is being done there, and it's, and it's a blessing to the community. And so uh, her book is going to be a delight to many who read it. And then also it's going to be uh, used uh, to further the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm so excited about it. All
1: right, right, folks. Uh, Again, Why You Matter, Becoming a Daughter of Valor. Be available October 28th. Uh, go ahead and do a search for that on Amazon and books a million and Barnes and Noble. And we'll have a link on with, uh, with our podcast. So just click that link. Uh, one of those, and you can go pre-order a copy of this and uh, let me encourage you. Don't, don't get one, get, you know, three, four, five hundred. Uh, and then you can just share them out, hand them out, give them a, give us Christmas is coming. Yeah. Uh, we would we would buy them for our family, but everybody actually knows Kim, so uh, uh, we'll just ask her. about no, I'm lying again. I've I've already bought I've already pre ordered a few copies myself, so uh, I'm uh, looking forward to reading one and handing some out to uh, some folks. Bragging on my sister a little bit and praying that God will use those books in their yes. lives. All right.
3: Right, you well, wanna uh, you wanna lead us out in prayer? I
0: told yeah. you. I told you, there it goes. We're we're having a pen now. Uh, <laughs> he's coming with a gun.
2: He even has a hat on. Oh uh, yeah. He's been hunting like a cowboy.
0: He's coming, he's coming. <laughs> he's, uh, I'll take you too. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Kim, you wanna pray
0: us out?
2: I sure do. Um Kim, I, I, We need to pray for uh, mom and dad, um, please. They're going to be traveling up to Dan's house uh, next couple of days and just going to be there kind of for a week with them and just pray for safety. But I know they're going to enjoy being time there. And also, um, I appreciate and covet your prayers for the book. I don't know what the Lord's wanting to do with this, Um, even in I know he's done some things in my life personally, but um, I'm excited to hear what is all going on and how he's using it in others' lives. And, you know, I don't know. I've had a few people ask me if I'm going to do a blog. I would love to. Um, I know with my job right now and all that's going on in life, it's kind of busy. But if God opens that door, I would be more than happy to start a blog and let let others hear what God's doing in their life and be encouragement. This, Like I said, this is not about me. I don't want Pity with this book, I want you to see what God has done in my life and He can do it as well in your life. But as we close in prayer, do y'all have any prayer requests?
1: Yeah, as you said, Mom and Dad are traveling up here to spend a few days with Patty and I, so please pray for Patty and I because Mom and Dad will be here for a few days. And, uh, we, you know, we need prayer during that time. You know, God's grace is sufficient. uh, So, you know, We'll, we'll probably make it through that I guess maybe. <laughs> but uh, no we're we love Mom and dad. we're excited to have them up here but in, in all seriousness uh, yeah pr- pr- just just pray that we have a good time that we uh, yeah, exactly. enjoy our time together.. Okay. Uh, just
3: healthy pregnancy uh, continued healthy pregnancy and uh, we, we've got a cough going around the house so pray for for health and wellness.
2: Okay. okay. I'll close us in prayer then. Our Heavenly Father, wow. All I can say is wow. Thank you, dear Lord. What an honor it is to be your daughter. Thank you, dear Lord, for the time we've had, dear Father. And just want to continue praying for others out there that don't know you as a personal Lord and Savior. Father, may this podcast continue to um, help others, dear Lord, that struggle, dear Father, even if they struggle with their identity or other issues that they may have in life. Dear Father, may you just uh, work in a mightily way, dear Father, in helping them see just how special they are to you and how much you love them, dear Father. And dear Lord, we just lean on you, trusting in you, dear Father, as our parents, mom and dad travel, dear Father, and dear Lord, their time that's going to be with Dan and all that's going on there, I just pray to God that you would give them awesome time away and some rest. I know that they are very busy as well, dear Father, and they continue to work in the ministry for you as well. And I'm so thankful, dear Father, for that. I've got an awesome heritage and I owe that all to to you, Father. Pray to God for Josh and the family, dear Lord, um, this cough that they have. I pray to God that you would touch them, dear Father, and just um, help them to be feeling well, dear Lord, and get the rest as they can this weekend. And I pray to Father also with Carly and Andrea, dear Father, you continue to keep them in your care, dear Lord. Pray to God that uh, Carly would be here in and of the uh, timing that you have for her to be here, Lord. And dear Father, until that blessed day that we see you face to face, may we all continue, dear Father, to realize we're here for a purpose. Your Father, it's not to float through life, dear Father, but dear Lord, to be sewed out for you and do what you want us to do. Thank you for all that you are to us, and we love you. In your Son, Jesus' precious love and name we humbly pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
3: If you're enjoying the Thanks to Calvary podcast, make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com thanks to Calvary. If you would like to reach out to us for prayer requests, ideas for future episodes, or just to say hi, message us on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash thanks to calvary slash message or email us at thanks to calvary podcast at gmail.com